You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay. We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Yeah. All right. We are here with Dave. What's that, Dave? I was just going to ask you where you guys are from, but it's like we could get started. All right. We'll get started. Dave yeah. Hippen's still here. Um, I don't know that you've ever been dubbed this, but I believe you are the world's fittest masters athlete. Well, <laughs> in my division, I've been the fittest a few times. Yep. I think you have the most, you have the most decorated masters career. Would you, would you agree with that? You know, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you really got down to all the statistics, um, it's, it would be an interesting look anyway. There's some, there's throw, some great masters out there. Yeah, so you could throw maybe a Ron Ortiz in the mix there, but. Uh, Ron Ortiz, uh, but yeah, yeah. You're certainly up there. So anyway, it's really great. I know you're super busy. We appreciate you coming on. I'm in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, Fern, Boulder, okay. Fern's not on here, but he's in Virginia Beach. And okay. are you in Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee, yeah, Clark, Clarksville, Tennessee, yep. So everyone's crediting Rich Froning for the influx to Tennessee, but is it because of you? You've been there a little longer, no? <laughs> well, he, he actually, I think he actually grew up here. And then he, um, he uh, uh, but, but and we moved here. I'm for, originally from Pennsylvania. Gotcha, Northeast guy, yeah. or central, yeah. I should say. Yeah, so he's in central Tennessee and I'm near Nashville. And uh, yeah, didn't, didn't know anything about him, but I, I do know him. He was actually at, so the, the gym that I started at, CrossFit Solified, is in Clarksville. And my daughter introduced me to CrossFit. And then when I looked for a local gym, CrossFit Solified came up. So I went there and they were, uh, this was back in 2011 and 2012 timeframe. And they were good friends with Rich. And when they opened their new gym, which was, I think, uh, September, I want to say August, September of 2013, uh, 2012, they, um, they actually um, had Rich Froning come to the gym. And uh, oh, wow. owners, Nicole and Cole Spitzak, great, great people. And it, I couldn't ask for a better uh, coach and motivator to get me introduced to CrossFit. And, That's awesome. Uh, it was a great place to start. Yeah, but Rich, so I met him that day and, and we just kind of 
you know, he, he remembered me ever since then. And, and we kind of kept, kept in touch when we see each other at games or wherever. And I've been to the gym. I've been to their gym once or twice to just do some training. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's um, awesome. And it, yeah. For so many of the best athletes that we speak to or best coaches in the world, it, it's so important that their first impression of CrossFit is done right. You know, we hear from them, you hear from them and it's always, you know, this, this box was great or that box was great. I do wonder though, how many people are not experiencing that and then maybe don't find CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I've, I've even heard that from local people, like our, one of our neighbors um, talked about their first experience and it's like, it's like, what was it that, you know, didn't get you, keep you interested? It's like, well, they just felt like they didn't get the personal attention that they, that they really, I think they deserve. I mean, you want to go there and you want to be, you want to be, you want to have somebody that kind of reaches out to you and just becomes your friend in five, five seconds, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, establish rapport, be interested, genuinely interested. I mean, if, and if you're not that way, it's like, what are you doing, you know, coaching and owning a gym anyway? You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Well, yeah. I, I, I want to dig into your career, meaning yeah. your CrossFit career. But I do want to ask you about your real career. Yeah. Dent- you, you're, yeah. You, are, you, are you still a practicing dentist? Are you still- I am a practicing dentist. Yeah. In fact, I just came home today. I just, that's why I was late. You know, it's like a, Tuesdays are my longer days at my, at my um, family practice in Dixon. It's about an hour away. So it takes an hour to drive to get home. And I usually try and get there. Uh, you know, and, and I stay a little bit afterwards just to kind of um, make sure I'm uh, up to date on everything that's going on, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's a, lo- it's a long day, but, uh, you know, I've, I've got two associates, uh, one at each practice. And so I'm able to balance, um, you know, the, the time there and stuff like that. So, well, but yeah. My, my father is, I think, 66, 67. He was a dentist for, you're kidding you me. know, 40 years. So he yeah. just retired a couple of years ago. So. Wow, good my, my my question, how how and why does someone decide to become a dentist? You probably, you know, you went to dental school in the 70s, I assume. I actually went in the 80s. So in the I, 80s? I yeah, in mid-80s um and graduated in 86. But I um but yeah, it, it was interesting. I and, and I probably you know, my dad is a dentist, actually. Oh, that's the key. See, I disappointed my father by Doing well, this workout thing instead, you know, and it was a, it was a I had a re, I had a real turnaround. Like um, and I don't know I don't know where I'd start with this story, but it'd be a long one. But um, but suffice it to say, I, I did I, I was pretty wild in high school. Just a real in, in a nutshell, I was pretty wild in high school, and uh, hated sports. My dad made me made me do sports to keep me out of trouble, and eventually, it, not at first, I, I I went through a lot of rebellion, but uh, I eventually decided. Like, you know, it's like, I'm pretty good at sports. I should really give it a try. And so I, I started really trying and, and just fell in love with, with sports and then ultimately fitness because I did football, track in high school. Then when I went to college, my brother got talked me into doing decathlon with him. And I just fell in love with being in the absolute best shape of your life. And that has stayed with me. And I thank my dad for that. But the other thing that was part of that um, is I've always liked sciences and when I was in college, I decided to study for the first time in my life and, uh, and started to do really well in school for the first time in my life. And, uh, and, and I, there was no question 
what I wanted to study. Like if it was math, English, and science, give me science every time. So that kind of funneled me, that narrowed down the choices a bit. And so it was either medical school or dental school. And, and I guess because it was almost like a natural thing to, um, to move in that direction uh, because of my dad, I just decided to do that. Uh, so, so anyway, so that's what, that's in a nutshell, that's kind of what happened. And that's interestingly enough, you know, my son, Troy is my youngest and I never, I never, because I really didn't enjoy dental school. Um, I enjoyed the clinical part because I'm really good with my hands, but it was just like, man, it's like, it's stealing away so many things that uh, other interests that I had and wanted to do other passions, you know, music, sports, other things. Um, yeah, but, uh, but I hung in there and and you know, obviously now I, I'm glad I did because it's a skill um, that it's, it's almost like it's a gift. You know, you, you learn it and it becomes a gift that you can give to other people throughout your career. But and interestingly enough, my son Troy um, just decided about his junior or senior year in high school, he wanted to go to dental school. I, and I kind of discouraged my kids because it's like, I know how tough it is. If you don't really know that you're supposed to be there, you're not going to make it through or you're, you're, you're going to be miserable. And so anyway, so he, he made his own decision. He's a second year student in dental school now. So I think I've, generation. I, I always say to my father, it's so crazy that I go to the dentist twice a year, but I'll avoid like my normal doctor for years on end. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know if it's something he instilled in me as a child or but I always get my teeth cleaned every six months. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, that to me is a, it, it is a gift, right? Because because those people that that understand that concept of prevention, and it's the same in medicine, and we can talk about that in a second. But um, but yeah, that that whole concept of like having that um, awareness that your teeth are healthy and your mouth is healthy, and continuing to to allow you know a really good you know it's got to be a good practice, a good dentist, just like you have good gyms, and you have gyms that are could be better. Uh, you, you know, you go to a good dentist that you know, um, helps educate you, keeps you informed, keeps you in, in optimal health dentally, um, it's gonna translate into overall health as well. So super important, there's a connection there. For Since sure. doing CrossFit and now that you're stronger, can you extract teeth faster, do you think? Actually, it, it's, extracting teeth is all about technique. <laughs> it's technique versus it's density. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't wanna you don't want to do it really fast, but pull the wrong one on accident. No different than uh, moving too fast. Yeah, no, but it's about, it's, it's finesse. It's, uh, it's really a, a touch that you develop. Yep. So, and, but, but, you know, just to, just to make sure we, we keep the record straight. It's like, I'm all about saving teeth. I think <laughs> keep their teeth for a lifetime and keep them healthy for a lifetime. I think it's, that's our, always our first choice. Well, it's, it's funny. We, um, you know, I, I, my father extracted six permanent teeth from me over the years when I was a kid, and yeah. and, and not including my wisdom teeth. And wow. And I was just reading a book called Breath by James Nestor, and he and he talks a lot about how because we mouth breathe, right? You know, these days yeah. our our mouths are smaller than back in the day when. And I was talking to my father about it when he was visiting, and. Uh, could have prevented if he just would have got me to breathe through my nose he could have prevented some uh extractions there yeah that opens so, up another subject but we won't go down it, that road <laughs> it it, yeah. it really does but 
one more question related to CrossFit and dentistry. Yeah. You, you know, you, you're training, you must rip your hands. How does that impact? I'll tell you, um, let me see if I have a, I got to show you my, my rock tape gloves. I don't know if you've ever, if you ever watched me for 10 years, I have always worn gloves. And I, at first I would get like these, um, cause I did motocross, I raced motocross for years. And when I turned 40, I started racing motocross. Uh, it just seemed like the thing to do. And, yeah. Uh, and so I always had gloves and it always protected my hands. And if any motocrosser you see always has gloves. So when I transitioned across it, I started using motocross gloves because it was the natural um, transition and, and eventually got picked up by Rock Tape, who has these really uh, awesome gloves. Um, and I've used those and I've worn out a bunch of pairs. Uh, but but big shout out to Rock Tape and their gloves. They've been the best absolute because I can use them for and, and I'll tell you, it's like even if I wouldn't be a dentist now, I am so dependent on wearing gloves because of the protection. It's just amazing. I would never change it. And I'm so used to doing it and it doesn't affect my grip strength. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's, that's my, uh, that's my story on, on, on wearing gloves. Yeah. So keeping your hands. I mean, I remember back in the day, my father wasn't even wearing gloves, you know, latex gloves that is yeah. as a yeah. dentist. And then I remember all yeah. of a sudden, you know, probably late eighties, nineties disease, yeah. you know, communicable diseases and he's throwing those on, but you know, yeah. a rip is a rip, whether obviously it would be protected, but it would still you know, hurts enough to hop in the shower, let alone to uh, be in someone's mouth. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's a big it's a big deterrent. So it, yeah, my my hands stay really healthy. It's been great. So, so CrossFit is not really a, a big change then in your life. I know you were, you said you were an athlete in decathlon. Yep. I mean, perhaps there's no better sport. People will tell you gymnastics or weightlifting, but do you think being a decathlon is really what helped? prepare you at, at an older age, really, to become not only so proficient, but also, you know, world-class? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a great question. And I, I think, I think it's a part of it. I think it's a part of the picture. The very fact that I was even interested or even could step on the track my first year and compete in decathlon in California, where it's the mecca of track and field, um, you know, just means that I had a real affinity to versatility so in other words you know i was in in college um or in high school i did hurdles and long jump and um uh let's see so intermediate hurdles high hurdles uh some of the sprints and then i did and i, and I stumbled on the triple jump i just had a knack for the triple. the first day i tried it i i did almost as far as the guy that was a senior on the team and it's like gosh, I guess I better keep doing this. And that was one of the things that really kind of woke me up back in high school. It's like, man, why am I trying to destroy a body that God's, you know, give, gifted me with, with, you know, athletic ability and that kind of thing. So that was a big wake up call. But yeah, I mean, I think decathlon, but if I would do it again, I, I think if I would have had the opportunity to be a gymnast in high school or in college, I probably would have chosen that because I always loved it and always had a knack for it, but I never had opportunity to do it. So yeah, that's true. I mean, it's obviously a male sport as well. But when you think about at the younger age, you think more so you know, girls and you know, teenage girls, especially right. are going into gymnastics. I know, you know, we just had a baby girl and that's like one of the first things we're yeah, looking exactly. for is yeah. a gymnastics. Yeah. So, yeah. so 
in the Olympics, if you watch the the, the decathlon, they'll say it's like the fittest person. Yeah. Wait, now you're one of the few people that can speak on both ends competitively. Yeah. Who's fitter, a decathlete? You take yeah. the best. I don't even know the name of the best decathlete to be yeah. fair, yeah. but you take the best a Bruce Jenner type or Caitlyn right. Jenner these days. What? Yeah. Who's fitter, that them or the CrossFitter? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. I I really think it, it, it's a little bit difficult to measure because you're you're talking about in decathlon the title is the greatest athlete, and then in CrossFit it's the fittest on earth. So I think there's an argument either way. Um, I think in terms of total fitness, definitely CrossFit gets the gets the prize there. But in terms of pushing the limits in the, in the 10 disciplines of the decathlon and the athletic um, ability and technique it takes to uh, master all 10 of those events. Um, you know, that's, they're gonna be considered a, a great athlete if not the greatest athlete. So, I, but I it's, think there's a lot of overlap. I think that somebody that's good in decathlon, if they transition into CrossFit, they're gonna be good at CrossFit. If somebody's a good CrossFitter, they wanted to transition to Decathlon, um, I think it's going to be a harder transition because the technique sensitivity with all of those various movements is pretty time uh, time intensive. So um, I think it's going to be a little harder to transition in that direction than the other direction. But um, but both, I, I think my what I say is like my years in in decathlon gave me such an appreciation for being in the best shape of my life because we were. We were dealing with, you know, all those different domains that we deal with in CrossFit. We were we were improving those. We were improving it. You know, you had to run the fifteen hundred meters. You had to sprint a four hundred meters. You had to sprint a hundred meters. You had to sprint, uh, you know, the four hundred meter hurdles. Um, and so it was it was that kind of thing that, um, or was the one ten meter hurdles for the decathlon. You had to do pole vault. So you had to had acrobatic, you know, ability for that. Um, and then the throw all the throwing events so long jump you know all that stuff so it's uh it's pretty cool pretty cool but yeah I, you know and, i think the difference being obviously the decathlon while they're they have definitely a broad base of fitness they're really really good at those 10 things yeah yeah right exactly. so you're probably always practicing some aspect of that including a lot of running where of course crossfit broad time and modal domains a yeah. little bit different yeah yeah. Do you do you have normal friends your age, or do you have, or or is it all like? I think most of my friends are are like I train with guys when I when I especially when I first started I trained with guys who were you know like twenty and thirty year old army guys because we are in Clarksville so we're at Fort Campbell so there's a lot of army um, guys that I train with at uh, at CrossFit Solify and then when I owned my own gym um, I had a bunch of army guys there and. And they were always my main tr training partners, you know, 20 and 30 year olds. And uh, it, I, I do tend to have a hard time, you know, relating to people my age, just because I'm, I, I just, I'm so motivated to, to just be fit and to eat well. And, and not everyone's like that, but I, but, but on the other hand, I feel like I've been able to be a good influence and a good, you know, a good example for my, my generation to um, to step up the plate, you know, step up to the plate, and you know, take that, take make that commitment, and see that the reality that 
and and I never like imagined like this was going to be the case, but like, you know, just people that do look up to me and say that I've, I have inspired them. It's like, it's, it's super humbling to me because I really never, you know, plan on that. But, but now that I'm in that position and people remind me of that, it's like, I want to be faithful to, um, you know, to continue that legacy and continue that example. Cause I really believe in it. I, with, with all my heart, you know, just like, just, you know, we, we really live in a world of that's, that's falling uh, prey to chronic disease right and left. And, you know, 80% of our population is, is just unnecessarily unhealthy and they could turn it around through CrossFit and, and nutrition. And uh, so I just, you know, we, we just need to keep, uh, keep doing what we're doing and, and keep that, uh, keep that torch, um, carry the torch as, as it were to the, to that generation. So, yeah. So, you know, most people in their sixties, my parents, they'll call me be like, I got a great workout today. I walked, you know, three miles, you know, yeah. meanwhile, I yeah. saw your workout on the morning chalk up There's muscle ups and snatches. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit of a different story. You have you own a box or you owned a box. I did. Yes. For, yeah. Screaming Eagle CrossFit. Yep. Is yeah. that still, does it, is it still around with different ownership actually, or is it? When I, when I had to, um, and it's kind of a longer story, but uh, I'll, I'll try and shorten it. Um, when, when I realized, see, I opened the box the same, the, basically the same year I won the CrossFit Open. It was only my second year in CrossFit. And so when I won the Open in 2013, I had just opened a box in February. And then, and then the Open started and I did the Open at my box and at, the, and, and at Solified. And, and CrossFit Solified really helped me like they were, they were so exploding. Their membership was so exploding. They were asking coaches and I was coaching the, the endurance, uh, CrossFit endurance classes and, uh, and then training there. And they asked me if I had any interest at all, they would help me get started owning a gym. So, so I took them up on that challenge and I opened a gym down the street and, and we opened in, in uh, February of 2013. And, uh, and little did I know, I, I had struggled through the open in 2000. 12 first time i ever did it couldn't do double unders i was 70th i think out of the i don't know 600 that were uh signed up at the time in the 55 plus and then the next year i win the first open and then i continue to win stay in first place the entire open it's like it just blew me away and i was in shock and but i realized that i tried to do the coaching and training and coaching but my heart was really um you know torn because i i love helping people and coaching people um but I, I couldn't make them both work long-term and still, um, I, cause I still wanted to stay in dentistry as well. So I had to make a choice between dentistry competing and, and the box. And I decided to phase out of the box. There was somebody that was really interested in taking over. And so I ended up, uh, you know, passing the baton to him and, um, and then going back into dentistry full-time. And then, so I just do, now I just do competing and, uh, and, and still my profession of dentistry, so. I still had kids that's, to get to college, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that seemed like it probably had quite a few things on your plate. It, yeah. So, the box you were at wanted to help you open your own box, and that's what I'm saying. These were the greatest. These these are some of the greatest people I know besides CrossFitters, Cole and Nicole Spitzak. I just like I still, you know, we're still good friends. We we keep in touch every so often, but they were not only super inspirational to me starting out as a CrossFitter, but, but just great coaches and passionate about, about um, you just helping others. 
I mean, Nicole to this day is still super, super passionate about helping people get healthy. I think she was a, she was a, a I want to say dietitian or in nutrition in college and could just tell in the, in the traditional world of, of hospitals, helping people with the new nutrition just wasn't, wasn't making a difference. So when she opened the CrossFit gym, it was just, it was all, it was all so much different and so much more powerful in changing people's lives. And so That's... I just kind of caught that, you know, it was, it was contagious and, uh, and it was, it was really, um, I, you know, I think it was meant to be because I've always been passionate about fitness and it's just like, it's only a matter of time before, you know, passionate people about, about fitness get to line up and enjoy and journey together uh, to, to, you know, to keep that flame alive. So, yeah, that, that's yeah. just really a tremendous story. You know, those that listen to us know as box owners, a lot of times it's a very, you know, very much a scarcity mindset. I don't want to help you. I don't want you to be my competition. And sounds yeah. just like two great people that just really want, you know, understood, Hey, the more I spread the word, the more it'll come back to me. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it really was. It really was amazing. They just wanted it to keep happening. So, yeah. You know, going back to your dentistry, you do have such a direct influence and impact on so many people's lives, although they may not say, hey, my dentist helps me with my overall health. But do you ever have someone come in who maybe you realize needs a little, you know, inspiration or kick in the butt to get in shape and try to have that conversation as it relates to their mouth, to their body, to their you yeah. know, weight loss? Yeah, I mean, it is, it is, it's, you know, it is part of who I am. And most of my patients um, know who I am and, and, and know that I have a conversation. There's been a few, we put a few posts out on our Facebook page. And so people kind of know, um, you know, if I won games that year and that kind of thing, if I'm still doing it and, and that kind of thing. So um, yeah, there's been conversations. There's, there's, a, and there's a couple of my patients that have, that have gone in the direction of uh, joining. There's a great, in fact, you know, um, you know, Colton, at CrossFit Engage, great guy. Yeah, I've been I've been encouraging patients to go down there, check it out, and he's had a few patients, uh, you know, few few people that I know um, that uh, been in my practice are, are going down doing CrossFit now, and they're super excited when they came in, when they come in to tell me, you know, they joined the CrossFit gym, and it's like it's just super super exciting. Uh, that should be on your insurance, you know, form. Hey, do you, when you're applying for insurance, do you do CrossFit, and if so, it should be a lower premium. Absolutely. Because most likely you yeah. do CrossFit, you eat a little better, you know, yeah. you don't smoke, you know, you're doing all these things yeah. Yeah. the right way. I think, I think it's going, CrossFit is going in the right direction. I think medicine and CrossFit are merging. You've got the example of Rhonda Rocket, um, who's the, who's a physician up there, in, right in Connecticut, I think, yep. who left her practice and opened a CrossFit gym. And she's having more dramatic changes in people's lives than she did as a physician. Uh, yeah, so, her and her husband Sean, they've been on the podcast and yeah, oh, really? yeah, yeah. you know, they're, they're at the games every year running around doing the medical thing. Yep. So yeah. it, it in that period of time where you were a box owner, did you ever experience somebody in their 60s walking in and kind of giving you the uh, you don't get it. I'm in my 60s only for you to be able to turn around and say like so am I and look what I can do. Like did you ever have a similar conversation where People try to like, for example, I'm 42 the yeah. other day at the box. Somebody's like whining and I'm like, and he's like, you don't get it. I'm 41. And I go, I get it. I'm 42. Like I did the same workout earlier. Yeah. But yeah. have you ever had that experience in your sixties? Um, you know, I mean, I, I think that, 
they may not say it to my face, but I think that um, when they find out who I am and then they find out they're in shock that I am as old as I am. And, you know, that happens, you know, probably weekly. And, uh, and so, you know, I just, uh, um, I think it happens. I've never really had that necessarily that conversation, but, but I've certainly, um, you know, when, when the conversation comes up, when the, when the subject comes up, I'll certainly encourage them like, you know, and I, but I'm quick to emphasize too. It's like, don't be, you don't have to be preoccupied with competition. Like I'm just super competitive. So I love the, I love the drive of having um, that goal of the CrossFit games to, to, to shoot for, but not everybody needs that. All you, you don't need that. You need the hour a day in a good CrossFit gym. And I'm probably going to let my dog go here in a second. <laughs> That's right. Mine's sleeping down here. Is he? Yeah. He's usually pretty good, but he's only, uh, Who's your phone here, buddy? There you go. How's that? <laughs> He's a nine-month. I'll show you a pic. I'll show. Well, here. Maybe you can. Can you see him? See Thor? Oh yes, yeah, tied up to the GHD like all. No, he's all only gym dogs. He's an he's an eighty pound. He's eighty-five pounds, and he's about nine months old. So yeah, you can't tie him to a kettlebell anymore. Well, no, maybe a two food. He's, he's tied <laughs> to the GHD. <laughs> so. Yeah. Speaking of that, while we mentioned the CrossFit Games, yep. you're in a unique situation. You were top in the world three straight years, but then that division is it. In yeah. other words, there's no 65. Are no. you going to like petition you, for that? Have you, Are you heard? have you not heard? So listen to this. This is the greatest story of my year. Okay. I'm assuming because we're going to get a new division is where you're going with this. It's already happening two weeks before, two or three weeks before the opening, for, before the open, they added the 65 plus division. Oh, you didn't hear, sweet. You didn't, and no. I was, like, my buddy Ivan Bloomberg, uh, who I competed with last year, um, he, he texted me that day because I'm not always like, I'll get a morning chalk up and I'll try and stay up with it. But it's like, with all my stuff going on, it's like, I can't, I can't just sit down and like focus and read it. And so, so I missed these announcements and stuff like that. But he, he texted me right away and said, hey, look, I bet you're happy. It's like, happy about what? And, it's, and so he told me it's like 65 plus. Because over the year, um, over the winter, is probably the first time where I'm like serious, like, like man, it's like 60 plus. Because I don't know if you knew, like I, I competed last year also, 2020, the Masters Fitness Collective had the CrossFit Games Championship. Anyway, right. CrossFit Games didn't. So I got to go to compete in there. Um, and and had one of the best years of my career, on my which was my last year in cross in, in that division, and uh, and I and I thought about competing, you know, staying in the sixty plus, but I just know that I gotta respect longevity. You know, I gotta I gotta keep that balance. I mean, in the beginning, I didn't you know it's like there was nothing that was gonna get in my way. It was super driven, you know. I didn't care how much I hurt myself. I would just drive, you know, to, to, to get that gold medal, you know, and then, but I think over the years, I've kind of, even, even when I'm winning, when I was winning in the last, in this division, the last, uh, you know, four of the last five years, um, I'm still keeping more of a balance than I did like back in the beginning. So I'm, I'm respecting the fact that you can't continue to beat your bodies with too much heavy weight at this age and still continue to thrive. And fortunately, you know, as we get older, you know, everybody, it's, everybody else is in the same boat. So you're not, you're not having to, re, you're not required to do as, as heavy a weight. And, uh, 
And so that was good. So I was thinking, considering like, okay, am I going to really do this? Um, in, in the 60 plus another year for year number six, it would be. And it's like, I had really had a lot of second thoughts. Like I knew, cause like I knew it's probably going to break me cause I would, I would not be able to turn it off and, and slow down or not try as hard. And it's like, when it, when push comes to shove, I would, you know, I would push. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so I was thrilled, like the day that it was announced and Ivan told me that I was just thrilled. Like, it's like all of a sudden, you know, cause, cause I, I talk about my first podcast podcast with Julie Fouché back like three years ago, I said, CrossFit has really given me a second wind to life. It's like, it, it gave, it made me, it, you know, made me alive again in terms of uh, the desire to be able to compete at the level, to be able to still have those goals, those uh, physical accomplishments. Because I've always been about, you know, what can I accomplish? You know, when I when I decided to race dirt bike, it's like I didn't, I started riding and it's like, oh, I got a race, you know? So I started getting these local hair scramble races and it's like, it's just the way I've always been. And uh, and so it, it, it just drives me and it keeps me at that level of fitness where I want to be. And so when uh, when it came to, you know, the whole thing of, of, you know, doing the 65 plus again, it just, it just made me, made me, it almost gave me a third wind in life, basically. Uh, Cause it's like, I'm re-motivated and the open went really well. Um, even though I wasn't like completely ready for it this year, um, because I really, I was training in the winter, but I really wasn't doing all my CrossFit normal things that I do to stay in competitive shape but I, it was close enough. And I think it was like three weeks before the open. So I still, you know, I was in good enough shape to be able to tweak it those last three weeks and get ready. And then the first two weeks of the open, you know, got me closer. And then the last week was my, uh, I, I loved the last week of the open, you know, um, what was it, 21.3 and four. Just like, just that, that's like, to me, that's the epitome of CrossFit. All of those different uh, movements, all in one, you know, one or two, uh, one or two, workouts and they both counted and so as two separate workouts it was great it was great so you're gearing up for the master's qualifier then yeah, in a couple exactly, weeks yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah so that, that, that changes a few of the questions i had because i was wondering how you would stay motivated yeah yeah but there you, there you have it now you're just gonna have to hope in five years i'm sure eric rosa and dave casho and whoever else made those decisions looked and said Part of it is, because that's where my head went. It's yeah. not, it goes to like, now how do those people stay? Like, at what point is it not okay to motivate them? Meaning 65 plus. So I'm sure as it grows, there'll be a 70 by the time you get there. At, at what point do we stop trying to um, be an example for uh, the people out there that they can keep doing what they're doing? Um, and you guys yeah. are, you know, examples. People my age or younger, you know, I can't, my dad doesn't get it when I say, dad, I'm 42, he's 60, you know, five. But if I send him, hey, not only is this guy a dentist, you know, he's your size, 65. Maybe you can't do what he's doing, but it should show you what's possible still at your age. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to just walk, which is a yeah. you know, big day. Yeah. Um, so on the training, you're someone that doesn't have a gauge as far as like, when I'm 60 something, I'll have what training was like in my 20s, my 30s, my 40s. So, you know, you've been doing it for over 10 years, though. Do you feel that you have to, you know, regulate or modulate it a little bit differently 
from 55 to 65 and do you think you know it would have been more so if you were if you were doing crossfit in your 40s and 30s um meaning like uh like the volume the, the intensity intensity yeah right the volume yeah i mean there's definitely a factor now it it really and and, and i don't know what if i let's say i would have started my you know i started my it was it, i only had three years in the 55 59 class um so i never got to i never got to do the the very first year or the second year and um uh, carol if you want to take four you can yeah yeah um yeah yeah so yeah he's getting Thor. what that's the dog's name yeah yeah dog tour yeah but um uh so as far as keeping the balance now i forget what i was saying there uh well just how the how overall training yeah needs to, so, does it need to slowly go down a little bit yeah i mean you do have to watch like like i'm used to doing you know when i'm doing a squat cycle when I start a squat cycle, I'm used to being able to handle and do, um, you know, say squatting and deadlifting, you know, that my heavy stuff three, three times a week sometimes. And now wow. I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, I, I, I'm hitting it twice a week now. Cause I, cause I did ramp up, you know, my strength cycle, um, right after the open. And so I'm in that cycle now getting ready for the qualifier. Um, but it's like, normally i would be doing about three times a week um and it, you know it's, it's pretty heavy stuff you know I'm doing, I'm doing heavy front squats heavy back squats heavy deadlifts um but i'm i'm i'd probably be okay with you know i'm thinking in this in this category i think i'm gonna be okay with once or twice a week plus the fact that um because i don't want to break you know and and uh, you know it's like i don't want to i don't want to be destroying my knees more so than they, than they, than they have to be and that kind of thing. So, so, so in fact, what is that conversation with, with Sean rocket, because we, we talked about when I hurt my knee in October, uh, Dell LaFountain gave me his, gave me his, um, his name and number and I, and he knew me and I knew him from the games and stuff. And so we talked a little bit and I still have to get back to him about my knee. Cause I actually tore meniscus, uh, medial meniscus in October. And so that's why I couldn't do legends. And that's why that was another reason why I was thinking of retiring. Uh, but it seems to be continuing to get better and better. But I want to make sure that that continues in both, you know, in both knees. And I want to make sure that I'm doing um, what I'm supposed to be doing to keep them healthy and not overdoing it. So I got to, well, you have to, you do have to think about those things. It's exactly what, what you're saying. And what does training look like? How many days a week are you training? Yeah, right. I mean, my typical up until say this year has been like five days a week. So I'd, I'd have, I'd have um, five days in a row and then I have two days off because I had two, used to have two long days at work. And on Tuesday and Wednesday, I was at my Dixon office, it was an hour drive. So it's like, there was no way I could fit workouts in. So I thought, well, let me try that. Five days on, two days off. And that two days off was really kind of magical. It seemed like I got to recover rather than just one day. I had those two days to recover rather than just the one. And, um, and it seemed to be, everything I needed to really be strong those remaining five days. And I, I continue to have year after year of really strong workouts, all five of those days. And, um, and then, and then recover in those two days. Um, but now I'm probably, I'm probably more like instead of five days, I'm more like four days. Part of that is my work schedule. Um, just things are really busy, both practices right now. 
and and uh, and just knowing that I'm just still I'm still in it and still doing stuff and and doing more things like um, getting involved with more with implants and that kind of thing. So a little more um, um, demanding um, procedures, that kind of thing. So um, I'm trying to keep that balance. I still yeah. take my life and you know still want to win and 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 yet um, not want to wear out too soon. And, so, and you're doing all this training. It looks like in your own garage on your own. I, yeah, I, I do like going to CrossFit Solify because I like being around. Even if I'm not training with somebody, there's other athletes around there, and we encourage each other. Like we did the open. There was a couple gals there um, doing the doing the because uh, because I couldn't resist like the quarterfinals. Those workouts just seemed like I have to do those. And my daughter Heather was she qualified for that round, so she did those workouts also. So it's like it's like it looked like a perfect training opportunity. So I was there, and we we cheered each other on, uh, you know, at the gym, you know, doing these quarterfinal workouts. Uh, and so, so anyway, did you so do all the GHD sit-ups? I did. Although that one, I just I have to admit, um, I just did it for time. So I knew I was going to be in the time cap, but I wanted to finish it. So it took me just under th around thirty minutes, something like that. So I was that was a ton of GHD sit-ups. Well, one hundred eighty. My hip flexors are still. It's like it's it's hard to get into my get into my uh, my SUV because I got to pick my knee up. And well, what what's like when you're super sore and you know now that you're sixty five, like what are some random times in your life where you'll just feel the pain from CrossFit? Like you ever working all day and something that you have to do for dentistry is just like uh my butt I shouldn't have done those. GHD sit-ups. The only time I had that question was when I, when I competed in the games and with a herniated disc, and I didn't drop out like I should have, and I came back to my work and I'm sitting in my chair, taking care of patients and thinking, that really wasn't too smart. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I was like for about a month after the games, I was in pretty excruciating pain, on my and the, and the radiating pain down your leg, but somehow it it did heal, but it's like. It, it gave me pause to think it's like, I got to protect my profession and what I do. It, it didn't affect my ability to work at, at all, but that was the only time. Otherwise, you know, I mean, if I have a little stiff, you know, uh, quads or glutes or, or abs, you know, or shoulders, it's like, it doesn't affect my day. It, it almost makes me feel like, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, I worked out yesterday, man. I feel good. I really, you know, I really put out and I'm a little stiff today. You know, it's like, I've got soreness, you know, it's like, this is good. So yeah, I still live you know, for that. That never got old to me. It's like, it's like if, if you're a little stiff, it's like, you know, you're pushing it. It's like, you know, it's not that you enjoy every second of it, but it's like, for the most part, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like I put out and I'm a little sore. It's like, that means I'm, it's a good stimulus. So um, yeah, even, yeah. even the first place in the masters isn't paying quite enough for you to make it your primary profession just no. yet, maybe in a few years. I, I had dreamed of that when I first started and, and you know, and the Instagram started growing and, and uh, you know, getting, getting some articles and stuff, doing podcasts, stuff like that. But, but it's like, yeah, I'm not sure what, it, you know, what it is. I would love to, to figure out a way to, to make it, um, you know, full-time type thing. Cause I, cause I, I would love to, to spend more time um, at these different boxes where, you know, I have a lot of masters friends and, and, uh, and even fans and that kind of thing. And, and uh, so maybe I'll take a, I was thinking the other day, like maybe a master's tour 
something like that would be cool. Uh, and because it, it's been really cool. I mean, I, I've gotten a chance to, I've been blessed to be able to travel a lot. My son has opportunities and I get to travel with him at times through his job and stuff. And so we've been in uh, the island of Cyprus. We've been in Dubai. We've been in, um, you know, a bunch of different places around the world. And, and every box I get to go to, people somehow know who I am and, and I get to train with them. And, and uh, it's just been pretty cool. And, uh, and, and people at the games, I met some 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 people from Russia um, last the last games, man. It was just like it's pretty amazing how small and in, in some ways the CrossFit world is, and how we know each other and inspire each other. It's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah, that's that's great. Where, where's the strangest place someone has recognized you? Um, yeah. Um, I went, we were up in New York. My, my, my youngest son has always wanted to go to New York and we'd never taken a trip to New York. And, and I was asked to do a speaking, um, uh, speak at a Biohack the, the World Conference. Um, they had saw my article in Inside Tracker and, and said, I want that guy to speak on, 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 on his CrossFit and fitness and that kind of thing and health. And so, so I was up there speaking. And then the next day we were at, I want to say, is, there, is it the Rockefeller Center? We were up on the, on the top floor and there's a guy, a random guy comes up. Hey, can I get a picture with you? He's a CrossFitter from Virginia, just happened to come up to New York that day. And, and he and his girlfriend saw me and he said, can we get a picture? You know, so it's like, it was just kind of like wild. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's so many things that you've said are just, you know, the, uh, the reach that CrossFit has, whether it's, you know, motivating you to, like you said, give you a th second, third wind in life. Yeah. You know, and, and meeting random people in Rockefeller Center. Yeah. Uh, it seems like at the games, you're, the male individuals are like your typical dudes working out, like we're competing, we talk trash, but we're fierce. The girls are a little crazy, just for the, you know, I've been back there, I've judged, like they have uh, a whole different intensity. What's really? What okay. are the mass? Oh, yeah, the girls. <laughs> It's, it's, I don't want to say misspeaking on the podcast. Yes, but how about the Masters? It seems like it's basically like a backyard barbecue, but with really fit aunts and uncles. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mean as, as far as like camaraderie? Yeah, there seems to just be a great camaraderie, especially as the age groups, you know, the 35-year-olds are still, you know, really attacking it. I feel like once you hit the fifties, you guys are like appreciative of what you're yeah. making your body do, but also the fact that you have these other people driving that competition in you. Yeah. And, and I, and, and, and I think you're right. And I think it's, I think it, um, for me, it started, I mean, the very first year I was there, um, cause I'm super competitive and I'm driven and it's like, you know, blinders on, you know, and, and, uh, I just want to win. I want to beat these guys, you know, that kind of thing. And yet the reality of it was I became, you become really good friends. It's like a fraternity. And I remember, you know, my very first year I met Del LaFountain, um, you know, who's out of Reno. He's got his own box out there. Um, and then Tom Borden uh, from, Atlanta, from CrossFit Adrenaline in Atlanta or area outside of Atlanta. And uh, man, we just, we just became good friends then and we still keep in touch. And, and I think... And, and I have intentionally, um, as well as, as these other guys as well, I intended to keep us as a band of brothers almost. 
It's like, yeah, we're going to war, but we're going to war together and we're fighting a big, I tried to create the picture because um, I coined the phrase, I don't know if I, I, I believe I coined the phrase brothers in fitness. When they interviewed me the one of those years, the first year I won, I believe. And uh, I said, I said, because they asked me about the competition. It's like, hey man, it's like, we are here. We're brothers in fitness. We're fighting the larger battle of chronic disease. You know, it's like, we're trying to be the example. We're trying to sound the trumpet that you can be healthy. You can fight the enemy. The real enemy is chronic disease. And we're not really fighting each other so much as we're fighting against, you know, really the, the medical losing their battle against chronic disease. And it's like, we're trying to, you know, sound the rally cry to, to get people more fit, you know, more excited about fitness and nutrition. Um, Cause it's both, it's fitness and nutrition and, and both are essential. Um, so, so anyway, so yeah, so that I, I think it, as long as we keep that bigger picture in mind, I think it keeps us um, more like brothers rather than enemies. And, and, and I think it's a good thing. I think it's healthy. And uh, well, on that note, and before I let you go, everything you said is exactly right. And I think, you know, we have a lot of coaches and a lot of box owners that listen to this and they do it for the same reasons. What do you think would be the best course of action for boxes for outreach to that 50 plus age group? You know, those that maybe their kids are doing CrossFit or maybe they've heard of it, but they, they're intimidated by it or they're scared of it. What yeah. would you say is the best way to get more people in that generation and just that want to be healthier into the box? Um, you mean like for, for, for what CrossFit can do in general? Or the yeah, overall, yeah. come to class, let me help you and like learn about nutrition, yeah. be amongst some friends. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I mean, what, one of the things I think adding the 65 plus recognizing that, and, and I did want to, I did remember what I was going to say there is, is, you know, the organization Masters Fitness Collective. I, I want to say, cause I, I had written an email to Eric about the 65 plus, um, you know, over the winter and uh, around January sometime, you know, just like saying, is, is there anything I can do? I didn't want to be, you know, just one voice or put more, any more um, responsibilities on anybody, but I just said, if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. And it was just that simple of an email about the adding the 65 plus. And then um, what I found out later is that Masters Fitness Collective um, were meeting with Eric and Dave at least four times talking to them about the 65 plus division. And I think that was the final, that was that, that was the final impetus, which actually allowed or, or pushed them over the decision-making to actually add that 65 plus division, I believe. And, and I think, I think they're recognizing that and their willingness to listen, I think gives us just more of a, of a broader platform to say, hey, we're 65, we're 67, um, or whatever we are, we're still doing it, we're still trying, we're still fighting that battle, you can too. And I think, um, you know, just continuing to give that recognition, you know, Morning Chalk Up, um, you know, they do a great job of, helping to not neglect the masters to keep, to keep, um, um, you know, getting the word out about what we do. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm super inspired by, you know, Dan Bailey and Rich Froning and these guys are still my heroes. I mean, you know, it seems funny, but it's like, you know, I'm 30 whatever years older than they are. And it's like, but I, they inspire me every single day. And, uh, and, and all those guys, um, 
and and I get to train down at CrossFit Trivium where a bunch of Will Morads there. Um, just being around these guys is is super inspiring. And and I guess um, you know I, I think that is a big part of CrossFit and a big part of the motivation picture. And I think that as we're motivated to do what we're doing, we motivate others. And it's just a contagious thing like that. And we just have to keep it going. I mean, that's, that, I mean, when I, when I first started CrossFit in that box at, at CrossFit Solified, I, I, I started um, training with Cole, who was, who was one of the owners um, and, and his friend, Chris. And uh, I said, you know, after a workout one day, I said, so what do you guys eat? You know, cause these guys are really cut and they were strong. And it's like, man, that's, you know, that's what everybody wants. Everyone wants to look good and uh, get muscles and, and get, get, um, get fit and look fit. And uh, I said, what do you guys eat? And he said, well, we'd uh, uh, take a bed of spinach and put four eggs on it. And that's what we have for breakfast. So that day I started paleo. I didn't know it was paleo at the time, but then, then they told me they're, they're paleo. And so I read the paleo diet and the paleo solution and it's like, from that day, it was like, I completely did a 180 turn and whatever I was doing before, like I had a lot of grain and I, I was on oatmeal and stuff like that. It's like, I switched to paleo from that day and I never turned back. And I'm, and for 10 years, I've just been pretty much 95% paleo. And, uh, and, and I just- What's, you, what's your go-to on that 5%? What's your uh, tre uh, treat or treat meal, if you will? Oh yeah, I love pizza and-, and <laughs> <laughs> I do love pizza, but I have a, I actually switched from eggs, you know, to, to steak or roast beef. So I have, and, and I add avocado also. So I have avocado, spinach and, and uh, steak or roast beef for breakfast every morning. And I, I don't get tired of it. People. That's incredible. As, as you it. were talking, I was envisioning, you know, home office making a commercial of masters athletes, you know, yeah. wearing your dentist jacket and turning you know ripping it off doing yeah. muscle ups and yeah. i think that could be you know everything you just said there you know is yeah is how we continue to get everyone to do cross but not just the 20 and 30 year olds that want to make it to the games but showing yeah. mom and dad hey you need to squat yeah you don't yeah. necessarily need to you know do five rounds of power snatches but you need to get your butt right. below parallel every once in a yeah. while you need to keep moving because you you know you don't you don't move it you lose it and uh you gotta you gotta keep that range of motion for a lifetime as best you can otherwise where are you at you know you fall down you can't get back up it's like let's 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 get you back in, in to where you need to be because you know people don't realize they can grow muscle in their 70s they can grow muscle in their late 60s and even into their 80s there's guys doing it um but it but it just takes uh it takes somebody to to be that example and and, and you know, motivate, inspire, so. Well, you definitely inspire, and I'm really excited. I had no idea about the 65 plus division, so I'll be looking for you, and then hopefully we'll all be in Madison in a couple months, and it'd be great to see you atop that podium on the next division. Sounds good, man, sounds good. As I'm looking forward Thank to Thank you so Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, man. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.